In this episode of Head in the Clouds, we will discuss the subject that every single person wants to know more about. And if you didn't guess it already by the title of this episode, we're going to be reviewing compensation. Whether you're brand new or you've been living in the Salesforce world for some time now, it's a common question that both types of people come across. And in a lot of these cases, struggle to find good, accurate, reliable data. Questions like what websites are trustworthy, why specific roles should be paid more or less, and how to calculate cost of living into your compensation package are going to be some of the topics we discover in episode three. All right, welcome back, everybody. I really hope that you guys enjoyed that transitional music coming into this episode. Um, as you heard in our trailer, today is episode three, and it is titled Payday. Um, so really what we want to do in this episode is break it down to help people understand what the, the compensation package looks like as far as your salary base pay goes. Um, and I think this topic was very interesting to me. I got a lot out of it actually from researching for this episode. Um, but as you've noticed, there's kind of a little bit pattern that I'm trying to continue with through these episodes, which is I want to talk to the people that are interested in Salesforce. Let's say they haven't heard a ton about it. They came across it and they're like, oh, that looks cool to do. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it or whatever. I have a friend that does it who likes it. I think there's a big group of those people. And I think there's a lot of these questions that I had when I was in that spot three years ago of this seems cool. I think I could be good at it. Um, seems like a good career path to go down. Um, what can I actually expect? And I feel like a lot of those questions for me, I just didn't really know where to look. I didn't know where those resources were. Um, so I kind of want to cater to that crowd always. Right. And then I think the other crowd that um, is more myself is this group of people where we've been in the Salesforce world for X amount of time. And there's still a lot of these topics that we don't have like a ton of candid feedback on. I think this question specifically like pay um, was a little more difficult for me, uh, even leading up to this point to understand what an average was. Like what is it that a, a compensation package should look like for whatever role it is that you do in Salesforce? And the reason for that, at least for me, if you're in that category with me, um, you got like all these different factors, right? That you look into. There's like this first one that's like a gut check of, yeah, I had a buddy that did this and he worked for this company and his buddy told his other friend that he made this amount of money and got paid X amount of money to do this. And he's, you know, doing great or he's doing really poorly because of that, blah, 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 whatever it is. So like your first one, I think, is like just this random hearsay of, yeah, I think this is what I can make. You know, I'm better than so and so, so I should get paid this much or this guy's way better than me. So I guess I'd probably be down here. Um, so there's always kind of that floating around for me. And then that's obviously based on pretty much nothing, because you also have to take it on uh, somebody's word like grain of salt and. Uh, in my experience over the years, I feel like that conversation in itself becomes overinflated because 
you're listening to somebody that maybe isn't a close friend, just an associate, what are they usually going to do if they get a new job? They're going to overinflate what happened, right? They're going to tell you that they make more than they probably do. They're going to tell you that it's better than it probably is. So that in itself wasn't a great place. Um, then you have stuff like, uh, let me Google this and just click on the links that pop up. And it's stuff like Glassdoor. It's stuff like um, PayScale is one that we use. It's stuff like if you're seriously in the Salesforce world, it's stuff like that Mason Frank survey. Am I right? Where they get everybody pulled together at the very end. And it that one to me is, is pretty inflated. It, it might have some good data and we'll discuss it into this episode, but um, that one's pretty inflated as well, right? Because it's it's like specifically for all these Salesforce people to go and respond. Um, so what I'm trying to get at, right, is if you're in the world, there's just like all these other factors of what am I basing my my compensation on? And actually, how can I get into more of a factual data-driven answer so that I can uh, figure out where I need to be or figure out if I'm in a good spot um, and so on and so forth with that. So like I said, I, I think those were kind of the two main driving factors of this conversation to one, help people out, uh, and then two, to actually give us some like real life data that I just went through before this episode and Googled it. And this is what popped up. And this is like, maybe how we can make a better decision around that kind of stuff. Um, so what we're going to do is we're we're breaking this episode up into basically two questions this time. We're going to go over what the roles are and their pay bands. Um, so things like a Salesforce admin is paid this. A Salesforce consultant is paid this. Uh, and then number two, we're going to go over why should that role get paid what they're getting paid. I think the follow-up question every single time, regardless of whatever role it is that you do, there's always that follow-up question of like, why? Why am I getting paid that? You know, why does an athlete get paid this? Why does a developer get paid this? Why does an artist get paid this? Um, there's always a reason as to why and how you can kind of take that into consideration. There's always these outliers and, and things like that. But we kind of just want to talk about the average of why that person should get paid based on, once again, real life data that we see. So those are the two things we're going to break it up into. And the four main groups uh, that I want to focus on today that I think makes up the most of us uh, is the Salesforce admin, Salesforce consultant, Salesforce developer, and then finally our Salesforce architect. I think those four main categories make up the most of probably who's listening to this and gets the most out of this. There's obviously, if you're new listening to this podcast, there's so many different routes you can go, like a business analyst, um, you know, all these different things that you could do. And that's more centered on our episode two of like where you can find out uh, what those careers look like, what certifications you need and so on. So if we, if we look at this, there's a few factors I wanna throw out there right off the bat of like where we looked and some other resources that you could utilize to get more of a detailed answer uh, for yourself. We're going to be talking about one, a lot of averages today. Two, we're going to be talking over websites that are popping up the most frequently when I'm just Googling it. Um, so those are two things to consider there. And then three, I would say another resource I used alongside of my research tonight was uh, looking at like a cost of living calculator. So some of these websites, what I noticed, 
doing the research, they kind of prompt you to, to select where you live and they will look for opportunities in that area and then give you an average based upon where you live. So if I live in, you know, Mississippi, it's going to be very different than if I live in San Francisco, California. So nerd wallet, I found had a cost of living calculator that I utilized. And it's really simple. You just basically say I live here and this is where I want to live. So if you find something online, then it's like, oh, you know, Google out in California is paying this. I would go to that uh, resource on nerd wallet and, um, look at where your specific area is and like what that translates to you. You know, I know California is a higher cost of living than it is in Utah, which is where I live. Um, so it's a good resource to utilize to break it down into more common numbers that you'd probably see in your specific area. Um, cool. With that being said, I feel like that's enough ranting there that I've done in context I've given into this episode. So let's just kind of get into the actual numbers here. We're going to start off on our first one, Salesforce Admin. So we'll go through the four websites I looked at, and then we'll give the overall average of all those averages on the websites. So the first website that I looked at was Payscale. Payscale seemed to be like the best average score or average number that I saw. They clocked it in at around $67,349. So just shy of about $70,000 there. Um, That one seemed the most like realistic, I would say. Um, It didn't calculate anything like sub levels, you know, junior admin, mid-level admin, senior admin. It just straight up gave me an average. So I'm not sure if they're doing that themselves or where they're getting that data from and how they're calculating that, or if they're just looking at like your regular old Salesforce admin, because um, hmm, what's the best way to say that? I think the, the thing that you should consider here on both sides, if you're new to this or you live in the Salesforce world, um, there's gonna be sub levels on every single role we're about to talk about. So you have your junior admin that maybe only knows how to do something like reset passwords and create new users, like very basic level stuff, right? Obviously, they're not going to get paid as much as somebody that does senior level work, which is like getting into more complex process automation. Um, So that's something also to keep in mind when we go through these, because I'll try to call it out if I did see it. But on some of these websites, it just gave me an average, which kind of left me hanging on that question of like, hmm, how did they calculate this? You know, like, is this just a, an admin, like a regular kind of mid-level guy? Or um, is this based upon all three of those sub-levels, like taking a junior, seeing what that average would be, and then going up to a senior, seeing what that average would be, and then, you know, dividing it amongst those. So pay scale, I didn't see that. It was just a straight up average that popped up of that 67,000. Um Trailhead was the next website I went to. Trailhead is a place where Salesforce people go to learn how to do Salesforce. So in my opinion on this one, I could be totally wrong, but this one to me is going to seem more towards the side of Salesforce favored. It's their product. They're trying to get it out there. I'm sure they want to entice people as best they can. Not saying that they screwed up their numbers, but 
I didn't see exactly how they got their numbers, right? Like it just told me based upon our research, here's what we see. Um, so take that for what it's worth, but they put it around a lot higher, which was $91,000 as their average. So same idea, it did not tell me uh, sub levels of junior, mid or senior. It just said as an admin, you're around 91,000. Um, Glassdoor was the next one. <laughs> and honestly, this one was the absolute worst. This one kind of just seemed like trash and almost made me want to consider going to another website to do this research with, but it seemed okay on some of the other ones. So I wanted to keep it. I also feel like Glassdoor is a common place for us to, to go over and check out salaries that people put in. Um, and these guys were ex extremely low, I thought. Like, I also took this average and put it in for, you know, where I live in Utah, for California. It just seemed too low. But they put it at $41,115 as an average. Um, I don't know if people are going in there and just saying they're a Salesforce admin and it's really like some other type of administrative work. But 41,000, uh, I feel like Utah has been a little more of a conservative state, at least what's considered at a, as a conservative state um, uh, cost of living wise. Uh, Nerd Wallet, it was one of the lower ones and 41,000 would be pretty low for something I would see here for just like a regular old admin. Uh, they also did not specify sub levels. So I don't even know what that's based on, but that would be even low for like a junior, I feel like. So not too big of a fan of that number there because it also brought down our overall average between these four websites. But yeah, they got it at 41,115 bucks. So uh, kind of screwy there. Moving on to our fourth one was Mason Frank. Now, if you haven't done the legendary Mason Frank survey, um, that means you're brand new because all of us are really wanting to know what we make. And basically leading up to this point, this is kind of the info I would rely on because they send out this survey every single year. And you go in there, you answer all these questions like, you know, are you certified? How many years of experience do you have? What type of company do you work for? What industry are you in? Um, you know, what's your ethnicity? How old are you? All that kind of stuff, gender. And then they have you write out whatever it is that you make, and then they compile all those results and give it back to you. So I don't know. Um, it's probably pretty good for the fact that there's a lot of people doing it in the Salesforce world that are all going to this survey, I feel like, and filling it out. Um, like with anything on these surveys, I think the biggest thing I wanted to know was more of like companies. I wish there was like a mandatory thing on one website or another that like a company had to put it in and like had to be honest about it. Cause going into this whole episode, part of my, interest in this whole thing was that idea. Like, what are we basing this on? Is this somebody that's trying to impress somebody else and they're going to put a high number? How do we like authenticate what somebody really makes? So I don't know. That's something else on Mason Frank as well. I think, you know, a lot of people, they're taking a lot of averages. A lot of people go in there and do this. So it's probably pretty good that way. 
Um, but when I filled it out, it's, uh, it's on my word, right? Like nobody's authenticating it. It's just, yeah, I could put in whatever I want. Um, so they came back the highest and they were at $111,500 for a Salesforce admin. And it's probably one of the better ones for the reason that I said, uh, as far as like considering that it's users putting this info into the survey, it's probably one of the better ones because they are going to have a lot more seniors and juniors and mid-level people, I would say, filling this out. Salesforce admin role is like the most common one you can get into in Salesforce. So uh, they probably have a little more of that in there mixed in. Um, the three websites I mentioned before, I don't know how much of a consideration they're looking into, like a lot more juniors and they're they're taking a lower average, like especially that glass door one at 41,000. Like, are they taking a lot more uh, salaries from the juniors and maybe like only one senior guy filled it out? Um, and so it brought that average down a lot more. I don't know. Could be. So Mason Frank, I think it at least is good because it gets you a lot more of those people in there. So an average of our averages, take all those four websites and we do an average on all, of, all the four websites we got. $77,741, which I was actually pretty impressed by that. You know, I, I think in my state being kind of conservative and stuff, that seems like a number that I've seen a lot of. That's right around like what I would expect living in Utah for your your general good old admin, like somewhere in that area. Um, I don't think that that's, it's maybe a little on the high side there, but it, it seemed pretty average to me, at least where I live. So um, I think the average came out to exactly what I was expecting there. If we move on to our second role, we're going to be looking at the Salesforce consultant. So Salesforce consultant, uh, according to Trailhead, put them at 110,000. Uh, pay scale put them at $90,343. Glassdoor put the Salesforce consultant at $77,503. And lastly, we have our good old Mason Frank survey and they put them up at the highest here, actually at 130,000. So the trend, if you're starting to notice it, Glassdoor tends to be the lower end and Mason Frank seems to be the higher end. Um, so our averages of our averages on the Salesforce consultant um, are about $101,000 more or less. It's, it's just about $102,000. So that's probably the better number to give you of what you can expect in the Salesforce consultant world. The third one, our Salesforce developer, uh, Trailhead put the Salesforce developer average as $108,000. Uh, Payscale, $90,954. Glassdoor, which kind of hilarious, they actually have the exact same number as a consultant, $77,503 again. Um, and then Mason Frank, once again, coming in with our high of 141,000. So our averages of our averages on this one was a little bit higher of $104,000. And oh, I said that way horrible. I apologize. $104,364. I think I was just going to try to end it at 104,000 there. So yeah, $104,364. Um, 
our final one, Salesforce Architect. We have Trailhead saying 123,000, Payscale saying $131,176, Glassdoor saying $72,694. And then lastly, our big one with Mason Frank saying $164,000, which is actually a lot higher than any of those other ones. I mean, that's about 30 grand above the next higher highest one. You got Payscale sitting at what was that? 131,000. And then you got Mason Frank saying 163,000. Um this one is probably a good one as well. I I probably should have said it on the, I don't know a ton about the consultant one. There's probably sub levels in there as well. Um but that's a world that I'm not super familiar with. The developer side, it's just like your engineering world. So you got, you know, uh, seniors, juniors, mid-levels. So I would also consider that one kind of that same topic and type of conversation we just had together about the Salesforce admin one. Like, what are they taking into consideration to get those numbers? You know, how senior is the developer? Um, Especially with these different certifications coming out of different uh, languages that they're allowing you to get certified on like that JavaScript one that just came out for developers. Um, so that one might be similar idea. Like how do you, how do you calculate who is at what sub level and how much they're getting paid there? Um, the Salesforce architect one, especially this one, this one's even more so in, in the research that I've found. You got people on Glassdoor. I mean, that's extremely low. $72,000. Like, let's go back up real quick. So you're saying a Salesforce consultant and a Salesforce developer, according to Glassdoor, make roughly $5,000 more than a Salesforce architect? Like, there's no way, right? Like, Salesforce architect architect, uh, is the top of the top. They're the best of the best. They have crazy amount of certifications and they're in the most demand. There's hardly any um, certified Salesforce architects, um, certified technical architects. So that one's the top of the top and expected to see the most amount of money. But I don't like what I said. I mean, Glassdoor kind of screws that average up saying it's 122,000 total because theirs is so low at that 72. Um, the other ones were right around that 131, 123, and then Mason Frank, like I said, 163 and a half, so about 164. Um, so yeah, this one's something to consider too, because there's some people out there that I've seen that um, say in their title they're an architect, um, or they say they're hiring for an architect, and it doesn't really do that title justice because what does that mean? You know, like, what does an architect mean? Is it architect in the sense that I'm doing design work within my title? Does that make me an architect? Or am I a true through and through certified technical architect? Because there's a huge stark difference there. If I'm doing some design, then okay, you know, what do you want to qualify that as? That's a lot lower of like a skill level if I'm just doing some of the design versus somebody that's got crazy amount of certifications and became a certified technical architect. 
that 163 from Mason Frank actually from what I've seen and <laughs> that classic thing I told you guys not to trust that gut feeling of uh, hearing about different jobs, I would say that seemed actually a little more realistic to me. Um, you know, Trailhead itself is putting it at 123, Payscale is putting it at 131. So maybe it is a little bit lower than that 163 and a half, but uh, it doesn't seem like unheard of from what I've seen and heard. Um, there's so very little amount of architects out there that they can command quite a bit as far as their salary goes because of how qualified they they are i'm sure a lot of that also depends on like your company and where they feel that need is because since there's so uh few of these people uh, i've kind of wondered that in my mind like does that put you in a better position because i'm so qualified or is it more people think that they can do the job without you and don't want to pay a higher price so they don't hire you making it a little bit harder? I don't know. Probably a good question for somebody that's a architect to answer for me. Um, but something I've kind of thought about. So those are our averages that we're looking at um, through all those different roles, which once again, I, I thought for me, that was awesome research to do and kind of get some more data driven answers of like, okay, does that line up with personally where I'm at? You know, does that look more or less of like where I'm sitting at for where I live and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the second question that I promised we would get to and, and wrap up this episode with, which is um, why should someone get paid that? And a great resource for this one is Salesforce Ben. Uh, he's also using uh, some different research out there in the Salesforce economy to figure out where the jobs are most needed at the moment. Um, let's see. It looks like this one's based in 2019. So could be a little outdated. Uh, I wouldn't imagine a crazy amount, but we just, I, I guess, I don't know why I keep saying, wait, it's just me talking here. I want to go over, you know, what it looks like in the Salesforce community as well, so that you can get a good understanding where you could be shooting for if you're getting into this or if you're in the Salesforce world, maybe what your next step should be. So Salesforce admin, that one is like the most common. So it's not um, as wild that it's one of the lower ones. Um, we're going to look at the percentage of Salesforce related job openings by their specific role. So 21% um, is where an admin would sit. So 21% of job openings for the Salesforce admin as of 2019. Um, we have consultants at 30%. We have developers at no surprise the most, 35%. And then kind of into that conversation I just had, like the architect is at 14%, but I think it's just because it's so, um, it's so much of a, a niche that you can get into and so few people do it that I, it doesn't surprise me that it's so much lower, right? Because I think it's harder to find the people. Um, I'd be interested to know from companies if they try to go that route that I said, where it's like, nah, you know, does it justify the pay for somebody like that? Or can we get the job done in their eyes, quote unquote? Can we get the job done somewhere else? Um, but yeah, they're at 14%. So something to kind of consider as you're looking into these roles. I think the why and why Salesforce developers were kind of in a, a really good spot is there's a lot of demand for them. 
Uh, obviously tech stuff's blowing up. I live here in Utah, so I see a lot of the tech stuff blowing up and, um, there's just a lot of need for developers to come in and know all these different languages. And I can't imagine where Salesforce tries to continue to go with uh, their platform. I mean, they command, I think it's like 83% of fortune 500 companies use Salesforce. So I, I think they're in it for the long haul. Um, they're obviously going to do all they can to make sure that they're nimble and they, um, can do what they can to appease to a lot of different companies and continue to be used and be the number one person out there. So Salesforce developers is probably going to be your safest spot. Uh, seen from different Salesforce blogs, as far as the admin goes that I didn't get in it. Maybe I did for all I know, but from what people that have a lot more time in Salesforce than me have said about the admin job is that, you know, long ago, yeah, it was pretty prestigious to come in and do all this different type of stuff, but it is also the most introduction, or how do I say that? It's like the most um, common job that somebody I feel like is looking for because you're you're doing different things like uh, you know setting up users to managing the platform to working with stakeholders. So I feel like most companies are typically looking for an admin first. Um, and then moving into these other things like a developer or, you know, even possibly a consultant as they have an admin in play. Um, and then obviously your architect. So the admin one seems to kind of be going down a little bit. So if you are new to this, it's something to consider there of what certifications you might want to try to go for. Just because it seems to be a little bit more difficult to get into something like that. Um, versus somebody like a developer that has those hard coding skills uh, and can showcase that and get into the platform and start developing right away. Uh, but that's what we want to talk about today. Hopefully that was helpful to you guys to go over a lot of these different averages and, you know, explain a little bit of the backstory and, and let you guys know where those job openings are currently at in the Salesforce uh, ecosystem. Um, yeah, I will uh, definitely recommend once again, just checking out some of those resources, some of those websites we looked at, Nerd Wallet to see how it compares to the cost of living. And lastly, uh, once again, just go to some of these websites we talked about. Uh, some of them are more detail oriented and it could give you a lot better idea than maybe what we talked about today. Instead of looking at just an average across the nation, um, it might be very different for where you live in your specific state. If there's a shortage of people using Salesforce or if there's like an overload, right? It's going to fluctuate what companies are paying for your specific area. So I would suggest getting on some of these salary sites and filling out all the information that they prompt you to fill out to get a better detailed answer of what it is specifically for your specific area. Uh, but that's all we got for today. So tune in for next week as we go over our next Salesforce topic.